So, Dominique, we're here to do a thing where we promise to have fun later, but right now we'd have to, like, timestamp this conversation because this is the sort of story that you've been discussing all day but that I want to now probe your brain on because DeMar Hamlin is the biggest name in American sports. It's a name that nobody honestly knew until he collapsed on Monday Night Football in the first quarter and there was CPR on the field and an ambulance and crying faces and trauma became... I don't know, the resting state of the entire football community. And so as we talk, he is in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Um, he was in the ICU. He was sedated. His family promises updates. We hope those updates are good. But this was different from the Tua story, from the Ryan Shazier story, because this had an element, a question I think that has yet to be resolved by medical uh, authorities as to like why this happened. Yeah. And I wonder if your brain immediately went to football as violence versus roulette wheel of mortality that spins and all of us are at its whims, like in general. Yeah, my first feeling, honestly, was like seeing the play and wondering how much football had to do with this. As much as I yeah. made the broader conversation about all football players, I think it's fair to do that and about the impact of the sport on the players. What happened in that game felt so like routine that it made me wonder the answer to all the questions that I'm sure we'll get eventually is like what actually happened and we don't know it's the we know like the big broad details his heart stopped they did CPR um he wasn't breathing on his own uh like we know that yep ICU critical care right now yeah. um updates to come but we don't like yeah we don't know what caused it? And we had a, a doctor on Get Up this morning that talked about the many different um, ways that something like this could happen. And there's no way to know without being like intimately involved, which she was not. So I think that's. Uh, yeah, that's the first that's the first question. Uh, it's like, is he going to be all right now? How did this happen? Why did it happen? What can we do to keep it from happening again? Right. Right, right. I mean, to the extent that this is something that feels then like a generalizable case study, do we, did we, let me ask you the, you know, the Saturday morning cartoon sort of uh, take on this. What did we learn here today? What did we learn, Dominique? Like, what's different? Because so much of it was different. Again, the ritual was shattered. A game for the first time in NFL history was declared too um uncomfortable at the very least to proceed it's not going to be played this week it may never be played as far as the nfl has told us another dynamic of this is like how quickly we can gen up this compassion and also like how how much more painful it has to be because we all felt pain i don't think like even though i think a lot of us were like performing somewhat this act of act of sympathy. I think everyone was hurt by that because it was like shocking. Oh no. I think everybody, I mean, I, this is maybe the most optimistic view I have on the human condition. If you were to poll everybody watching Monday night football, I think we all would have voted in the direction of, I hope nothing else bad happens to this person. Yeah. I think we were all rooting for this to not be death to be the worst thing that was obviously right at the center of our brains. 
And you can't imagine how the people close to him feel. Like, it's not something you can pretend. And I, I've been on the field when players have been paralyzed. I've had teammates um, multiple times die. One was killed and one died of a heart condition. Um, I was Man. at a preseason game where uh, a player on the opposing team died in the locker room. Like I, I played against Chris Henry, who died as a result of uh, – falling off of a truck and like it's it's I've been close to and around a bunch of things like this but none of it is like this well you know, like none of it is like this none of it actually feels like like this having been on the field and imagining how his teammates must feel I've never like it may not make sense to very many people but it does really feel like family because you spend so much time with your teammates. Like you work with them, you go out with them, you experience hard things, you experience easy things, you experience success and sadness and failure. It does really feel like you guys are brothers. And then to go out on the field with the expectation of like winning and worst case scenario, maybe losing worst, worst case scenario, somebody could tear ACL. Like that is the most dramatic thing that you imagine could happen. That's what you allow yourself to consider yeah. as a range of possibilities on a given day. And then one of them heart stops beating and you're watching him have CPR performed. I think you and yeah. I have had these conversations before about work in general. And when we get these opportunities to talk about important, serious things, I try to maximize those opportunities and Obviously, it goes without saying at this point that what happened on that field is a tragedy and we don't have any, like, new information. And, uh, yeah, we, we can't make all these big, big, grandiose proclamations that I think we want to. We all just feel helpless. But... I think it's important to uh, show the proper respect to him and his family, but I think it's also important to put all of this in a broader context because while we talk about sports, there's one sport that's a little different from all the major sports, and that's football. It's different in its popularity, and it's different in the risk and danger that it um, that its players expose themselves to. Uh, and the long-term impacts and the short-term impacts. And we've all, anybody who's been watching football for long enough, you've seen people be paralyzed in the game. You've seen people get knocked out and you've seen yep. guys' brains deteriorate to the point where they thought the best alternative was to shoot themselves in the head. These are all things that happen in football that doesn't happen in any of the other major American sports like I, I'm sure there are suicides in, in those sports, but they're normally not directly tied to the game itself. So It's not seen as an epidemic in right. the way that it is in the sport that you play, correct? Right. And, and not just seen as an epidemic, but feels like, if not, not completely causal, like certainly a big component to like some of the long-term... Uh, mental deterioration that some players experience so i think we all feel helpless and i've talked about this all day and 
it doesn't make you feel like you have more power and control, but we all want to do something. And you and I text about this last night is like how we try, or at least I was trying not to pass judgment on everyone's reaction, but I just was annoyed, so annoyed. Well, let, by... let's talk about let's talk about what we were talking about before we even contemplated what we were going to say on fake okay. television, because we were texting, and your first text, I believe, was they're really going to play this game, huh? And my response was, like they always do. And the fact that we did not get what always happened, the fact that we got something that felt to me like a breaking of a ritual, a ritual that had been well-worn in the way that you just alluded to, from Ryan Shay's ear to Tua Tagovailoa this season, right? We had like dress rehearsals for the discourse, Dominique. Mm -hmm. But the way the game played out, which is to say it did not play out, left us with something that was substantively different. And so when you're saying you're feeling annoyed by the reactions, how does the lens of this feels different, how did that affect what you were feeling as a guy, again, who, who had to see this in a, in a uniquely, on this program at least, personalized way? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I assumed when we came back from commercial the first time and they showed... Um, Josh Allen covering his nose and mouth and looking surprised or shocked or something more uh, dramatic than that. And Stefan Diggs is crying. Players are hugging each other and some are like kind of walking aimlessly away from the crowd. I assumed the worst and I assumed the game was going to be canceled. And then we got the, I guess, report that they're getting them five minutes to to warm up and play again that's when i yep. was like no they're not this actually... the since disputed yeah. famous infamous five Which, i mean warning. i i believe that that's not what actually happened my guess is uh from what i understand joe buck got the information from their like referee consultant right and my guess is having been a part of games like this the protocol is like what is the protocol for a game that's been temporarily stop due to weather or injury my guess is they just said what the protocol was not that these players have been told that they have five minutes to play right like there's no way that that's what actually happened I, we've been having these conversations all day which like this is probably why this conversation that you and i've had has gone so far afield of the incident the initial incident but i want to like spin it forward and have answers and have, but I don't feel like we do. <laughs> so like, I feel uncomfortable I talking about the incident because it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about, but I feel even more uncomfortable talking about what's going to happen next. Cause what's going to happen next is dependent on what happens with DeMar Hamlin and talking about the impacts of the, on the game based on what happens to DeMar Hamlin without even knowing what happens to him, like speculating on like it just, it all feels terrible.